Broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios, this is The Hango Show. I need to get inside your head. I got to know if you insane. So, so I'm just, so today I've just been, I've been anxious about, about being here. I don't know why. I've just been, I've just been thinking. It's like, I hope he pushes that fucking button tonight. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I was just thinking, you know, damn, man, I'm excited. Really, man, because hell, it's a back-to-back. You know, we had a great, we had a great time last night. I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. It was perfect. Yeah, it was. It's great. And I was, I was. And then I, I fucked it up. I was just excited. Well, no, man, it's, it's, I mean, hell's always cool, man, just to hang out. Um, What's that? I, I got one, man. I was, I was actually reminding you, I uh, thought. Uh, but anyway, um, so yes, <laughs> as soon as I, um, as soon as I got here, I got here a little bit early, man. I was just sitting out back and, uh, and, and literally, man, just absolutely had it in my head that fuck, I'm just so amped, man. I'm like, if I feel like I'm fixing to go walk into the gym because, um, I just had, a, I, just, I just drank some beer and, <laughs> And then I come out here, man, and I just smash like twenty ounces of coffee, just oh, clunk, 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 and then took a couple of big rips, man. So you ready to go now? I'm, I do. I'm just excited. Hey, have you ever tried frog legs? <laughs> Once, man. How about you? Have you had any? I did. Yeah. What you think about them? They're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm gonna save that one for somebody else, though. <laughs> Hey, everybody, welcome to the Hango Show. This is your host, Hango Wood, and tonight, I'm uh, recording on a Tuesday night. We recorded about half the episode last night, and I realized I didn't push the record button, and so it, it was magic last night. We were doing so well, and it's just lost to the ether. It'll never come back. I mean, <laughs> our goes, hmm. <laughs> it was pretty good, but it fuck that. it now. Nah, I mean, that's great. It's, I mean, it's just like hanging out, man, just like, you know, just regularly just hanging out, you know? Yeah. That's well, kind of what I want this show to be, when, especially when y'all are over here. Yeah. You know, just recording the bullshit we used to always talk. Yeah. But I'm back in here tonight with Harpoon and, and Jut, and and I've already pushed the record button this time, so I can see how much time we're doing. That's what threw me off last night. Yeah. I said, let's take a break, and I stood up, see how far we were in, and there was no time. I'm like, what did I push to turn the time off? And I looked at the gigantic record button that's right next to the screen, and it was still green and still being red. <laughs> And I almost punched a hole through this gun safe behind me because I was so fucking mad. I told Miss Alabama, I said, man, he came unglued, man. <laughs> Hulk smash. Yeah, I was just like, oh, oh, God, I was so mad. I, I couldn't just push a thing because then I was I was so mad I wasn't going to be worth the shit when we right. started recording. Yeah. I had to go home and, and calm the fuck down. <laughs> How are y'all doing tonight? I know you're. I know you're amped to the gills, so you're all right. I am tweaked out. I'm good, man. How about you, Judd? I'm good. Hanging on by. Yep. Hanging out. I'm, yep. I'm there. I'm hanging on. I could. I could say anything to Judd. He just goes. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Whatever. Uh, Judd brought a. Can tell us what. Tell everybody what you brought tonight. Jig. Uh, a customer came by and dropped off uh, some beer that he hated tonight because uh, he knows I'll try anything. Um, but it's it's uh, Hershey's and Yingling Porter, um, which I, I think is pretty damn it's good. It's not honestly. bad. It's not bad. I mean, it's not like the best thing I've ever had in my life, but it's it's not too bad at all. Yeah, you see, they got 21 plus to enjoy written all over it. <laughs> yeah. 
Because some kid's like, Mama, they got Hershey's in this one. Which is not true at all. You could enjoy that at 14 if you can sneak <laughs> it all of it. You could enjoy it at 8 if you wanted to. Yeah. Are you off a bottle? Try another one. This <laughs> right. don't have no nipple, though, so be careful. Right. All right. So how how has everything been going for you, Harpoon? I know last night we covered Valentine's Day. Miss Alabama came up. You had a good time? Had a great time, man. Actually, man, meeting her tomorrow. Uh, we're going to do like a little uh, midday uh, hike, maybe. Okay. Um, I've got I've got some early early day work and and I think she's got a few things. Uh, maybe then after lunch, man, we're going to try to meet up about halfway. Uh, there's a park uh, that I've not been to and she's not been to um, in quite a while, so we're going to meet up there and get out and enjoy. You know, some outside. I think tomorrow's supposed to be a pretty day. I even I even think tomorrow night is supposed to be a full moon, so it should be a it should be a how you know a, a nice. <laughs> A nice, you know, nice bark time. up a Sasquatch. That's it. That's right. Bark one up, dude. I tell you what, man. Ain't that what then? It's the good old days. It was. <laughs> we get outside, man, and just absolutely just, just <laughs> piss scream. off the neighbors. Yeah, piss the neighbors. But they were far off, though. I mean, they were, but they would still hear. Yeah, you make it here. <laughs> you know, I lived out on the highway next to Grandma and Grandpa's house. Uh, you could yell, and it would echo back. Off, off those big hills going into town. Oh, shit. Was, you know, that cow pasture went straight back to those big hills. Well, one night we were out there, probably two in the morning. We were all just drunk. We had a ton of people over at the house. I went out there and I yelled. Of course, then it echoed back. Well, that's all it took for 15 drunk people to be amazed. <laughs> and so they all start barking and yelping, you know, listen to it bounce Holler back. back. That's awesome. This is Saturday night. Yeah. So Sunday morning at church, Grandpa said, what was all that hollering at your house last night? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a couple people over. <laughs> over the, the holler. <laughs> was, it, was it that jut boy? Like, yeah, he's out there. I, I told him that quacks didn't echo. He was there quacking loud as he could and see what would happen. Did you know that? Quacks don't echo. No, I didn't know that. That's true. Yeah. Ducks, no echo. Huh. How about that? See? Bringing the knowledge. I'm digging that. Yeah, but Jet's back this week. After, what's that? I was going to say that's an affect. fact. That was, that was a stretch. That's what you get. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you got to make your puns work. You can't go shoehorning them into yeah. everything now. Oh, man. Damn it. Off my game. Um, so Jet's back this week after having having the Jaina virus, supposedly, allegedly. The Fauci cover-up. <laughs> you got your microchip working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But Jet, uh, Nancy had it worse than you did, though. She did. Yeah. yeah, it hit her a little bit harder than it hit me. I, I felt fine the whole time. No, she's a weak I, woman. What do you expect? Well, she, she had the vaccine, too, so that makes sense. <laughs> um, but at least yeah. she didn't die. <clears throat> True, we're both alive. So, good stuff. Mm. Poor Floyd. Yeah, look what she has to go home to. Come on. hey Yeah. Joke, come on. It's me. Um, I think uh, Tink's trying to get her wrangled into working with her. Did you think about that? She wants it bad. Well, she it, she really it. does. Tink's trying to get Nance to work with her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she wants it bad. Uh, Tink has destroyed has has destroyed her former company that she used to work for. 
she has like pulled three or four people that used to work with her there over to this company that she works for now. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's great, man. I mean, that'd be a that'd be a, that'd be a good move, wouldn't it? Or would, well, yes. Yeah. Nancy says she wants to work from home, so that's a that's right, a big yeah. push. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, that'd be a good that'd be it a good would, move. It would save her, a, you know, a lot of miles in driving. Plus, you know, we've got animals that are getting older that yeah. need a, a little more care and uh it's well i mean it's more money than she's than she's making now but we'll just you know we'll see how the how it works out if it doesn't it doesn't and we'll go from there yeah i think i think she's sitting <clears throat> she's sitting good i think this time she'll be good i think so uh i found out last night we have doordash in town now did you know about that? Mm-hmm. I had no clue. They had contacted me to see if. Oh fuck that! To see if I wanted to participate, and I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, but we've had people ask to see, and I'm like, that's cool, man. I mean, you know, if they're interested in having pizza delivered, they'll just give me a call. I mean, that's fine. Why would I pay you? Cut out the middleman. You know. Oh, do they charge the restaurants to do that? Oh yeah. I had no clue. Yeah, it's a. Oh, they they gig both ends. They they'll they'll charge the customer and they'll charge the restaurant. Like that, so that's. I mean, they're they're double dipping. Well, one of them, one of the delivery apps, doesn't do that. Hmm. Uh, they just like it shows like all available menus in the area. People will put in the order on the menu. Well, whoever takes whoever, whoever takes people will put in the order on the app. Whoever takes that order for delivery will go there and put the order in themselves. So the restaurant has no say. And who can DoorDash and who can't? How about that? Or not DoorDash. Who can deliver and who can't? You know, it, it, a lot of the businesses, it drives them up the wall. Because now they're just getting inundated with all these orders, you know. And then, and then people are call, calling them saying, hey, my order's messed up. It's like, we didn't order it. Did you order it? So the person ordered it for you. It's up to them to get the order to you. That's, yeah, that would... So, you know, we use a uh, we use a third party for our internet access ordering. So, if you wanted to to place an order online, oh, I know, I know, you took orders online. Yeah, if you can go online and um, but Slice is the name of the online app or that you would use. You'd go to Slice, and it gives you um these pizza restaurants, okay, or Italian um, options. And that are in your area or whatever, and then you could kind of scroll through and see, and then you would see my restaurant. You'd say, "Okay, well, let me click on it." You'd see a menu, and and you'd have the option to get it delivered or pick it up or whatever, um, all that stuff like that. But we've also had issue, you know, whenever the customer will call me up and and be like, "Hey, you know, this is not what I ordered" or something like that, and I'm like, "Well, let me get back over here because they." So when People will get online. I was going to ask you, how are you receiving that order? When the, when the people get online, whether they're doing it, I guess, laptop or phone or whatever, they'll get on there and place their order um, for my restaurant through this. So they'll punch it in, just like a text message type of deal um, to the thing, to the app. And then the app is based, that company is based in New York City. I've actually been up there, met the people. Okay, take so a tour. you're familiar with who they are. Then. Absolutely, I want to. I want to associate businessman with people I've never met, or, right. or I mean, to put um, my financial, um, you know, because we settle up at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. You know, they take all the orders. I do all the work. I put up front it, you know, and then at the end of the month they send me a check, you know, minus their portion. 
So yeah, I, I took a, I, I went, I went up there, met them, took a tour, saw the whole thing, made sure it was legit before I started giving bank account numbers and all this stuff. Sure. <clears throat> but um, so anyway, man, yeah. So we've had orders. They will. Uh, this company has given me a laptop. I mean, a laptop, a um, a tablet. Tablet. There you go. And um, whenever an order is placed, I just get a notification. You know, it'll it'll uh, you have a slice order or you have something, you know, something like that. It'll, it'll have like this automated voice that'll come on and you can hear it, you know, in a pretty good little radius. And uh, and then you just get on there and you just punch the button and the, and the order pops up, you know, with all the customer information. And if uh, they want it delivered or they want to pick it up and exactly what it is and the and the dollar amount that was charged if they left a tip or not or whatever all the information's on there so uh what i do is just take that off information off the the uh the screen and, and put it on a slip and take it back to the back you know and then if we have issue then somebody will call up and say hey man i i ordered a pizza with spinach mushroom and black olives you know but i didn't get spinach on it you know, and I'm like, well, hang on, let me go back and look. And I'll look and I'll read them the message. So it's either the company or them, they put it in wrong. Right. Or something. I'm like, look, man, we're, you know, if it's wrong on my end, I'll for sure fix it. I'll fix it either way. You're doing business with me, man. I mean, I'm going to fix your, I'll fix your food. I'm not going to argue with you, you know, if you didn't get it or not, whatever. Okay, man, it's a pizza. But, you know, um, did I answer the question, man, or am I just kind of running? Like, you're I, fine, dude. I, I don't Keep know. going. I'm just like, you're, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. We like, were on all sorts of substances tonight. No, I just didn't know how it worked. I didn't know if when they put it in online, if somebody called you and gave you the order over the phone or how you actually received the order. So, so it's through a tablet. Originally, okay. they did. They called before they sent out, before they upgraded. They have like an operator that called you yep. with the order? Okay. Yep. They would call in. They'd say, hey, this is so-and-so with Slice. We have an order for Jane Doe. She wants two large pepperoni pizzas and blah, 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 whatever. This is the total that we charged her. And and back then, they had the option to pay in-store or pay online. Yeah. Because back then, it was before COVID. And, and you know, I mean, they could, we were having people dine in and, and pick up and whatever. So if they wanted to swipe their card then or pay in cash or whatever, they always had that option. And then the company would just keep, like, if they decide to pay in-store, the company would would say, okay, this is the price that we're telling them it is. So this is the price you charge them when you get there. And then at the end of the month, they would just, instead of sending me that money, I'd already have that money. They would just take their portion of it out of some of the other money that they were sending me. Gotcha. So... Yeah, I didn't know how how they would. You're you've never dealt with order printers in your kitchen or none of that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. It's all been a, a, a handwritten, stick it on there, you know. Yeah. So I didn't know how you were going to receive the orders. Yeah. You know, because everything's done through the phone. It, it, it's your business, so I we did know. we did we did uh, look at at um, several different options because I knew at the time back several years ago that. I was going to have to have an online presence. I knew that I was going to have to get that. <clears throat> and I did. I, I was going to try to leave me out of it because I'm just not a naturally techie person. I could figure it out, but I didn't want to miss anything or, you know, I wanted somebody that does it for a living to do it. Right. You know, I want it done right. If it's for my business, I want it to be, you know, up to speed and I want it to look good. And, you know, I wanted the online presence to be to equal the food. You know, which I always, you know, consider to be the highest priority of everything. Sure. So, I don't know. Maybe, um, 
Did you ask me another question? You're all good, man. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. So far, tonight's better than last night was. I'm loving this. (laughs) Um. We needed. We needed. We brought. We talked about it last night. We need to bring back up the Richard Schwartz commercial. <laughs> you watched it last night, Chuck. Yeah. What'd yeah. you think, man? I was terrible. <laughs> it, it was. It was either the worst thing I've ever seen, or possibly the best. It, it's. It's riding the line for sure. Yeah, oh man. It, oh, it's rough for anybody who is who's out there who's not familiar with Richard Schwartz. He's a injury attorney. In our region of the country, in the South, he made a Super Bowl commercial that played on our local TV stations that was a minute long. So, it's, so like we said last night, I don't know how much he paid for a minute-long ad during the Super Bowl. <laughs> and he used probably the most great-value versions of, of celebrity impersonators that you've ever seen. They were ridiculous. Elvis, Cher, Snoop Dogg, uh, who else Elton was involved? John. Elton, oh, Elton John, how can I forget? Beyonce. Beyond, Beyond, yeah, Beyonce <laughs> was straight from Dollar General. That's what she was. <laughs> she was Bouncy instead of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so go on YouTube, look up Richard Schwartz Super Bowl commercial, and just bask in the horrible glory that was. After I got home last night, I checked the Mississippi subreddit and somebody said, so he saw the Richard Schwartz commercial. <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 here we go. And a guy, and there was an attorney and he said a couple of his coworkers that he has now started working for Richard right out of college. And they said, that man is obsessed with marketing. Like he cares more about the marketing of his firm than any, trial he's ever done pretty much um I, a lot of people said a lot of people suspect that he don't even do trials anymore he's he has so many attorneys working under him at his different firms or whatever and uh he focuses really just on marketing now which he's been doing it for 20 years i guess it's been a while been a long since yeah. i was like in high school college at the time <clears throat> yeah go on youtube tonight or today, whenever you listen to this, and look up Richard Schwartz Super Bowl commercial, and just be sure you got a helmet on so it don't make a mess when it blows your mind because it's it is something else for sure. Uh, what else did we talk about last night that I'm trying to think of now? <laughs> the, the Richard Schwartz thing just it was that was almost as good as the game itself. It was so good, it made me so happy. Oh. About them catching Snoop smoking pot before the game. Yeah, they tried to make that a whole thing. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to try to find that uh, that video or whatever, but I, I just couldn't. I didn't know where it, it was. Still shots of him smoking like before he went went out. Oh, he was like, oh, I was looking for a video. Maybe like in a tu- one of the tunnels or something mm-hmm. at the arena. He was like, you know, he was he was sitting down, kind of just hunched over, like you know, like you would, like we were just relaxing, hitting a joint. Before he went out on stage, everybody's like, look, he's smoking marijuana. Snoop Dogg is smoking marijuana. The hype is real. I mean, (laughs) it's like calling me out for eating a cheeseburger. You know what I mean? It's like, he's eating a steak over here. Look at him. He's eating a steak. The man who loves meat's eating a steak. 
that's just that's grasping for anything to try to stir some up sort some of, bullshit. Yeah, drama yeah. at any cost. No one gives a shit about pot, and no one surely gives a shit about Snoop Dogg smoking pot. That's kind of his brand. Yeah, at least he's staying on brand. Give him that. That is kind of crazy. It would be it would be more newsworthy if he didn't. <laughs> well, well, there for like, like a, a year, he did quit Snoop smoking. Dogg quit smoking pot. <laughs> For like a year back, like in the early 2000s, he quit smoking pot. Why? I mean, what was the... I don't know. And then he became Rastafarian, so... Uh, Snoop Lion. <laughs> Snoop, that's right. Damn good album, by the way. I don't care what anybody says. It's the, the, the Resurrection album is really good, if you like Snoop. Um, Snoop. Remember we watched that documentary about him making that? You came to the house and watched it that night. When Snoop went to Jamaica to make that album and become Rastafarian, remember when he was smoking that weed... And the dude, the dude had, had like a, like a bamboo pipe, like he just cut like a piece of bamboo off and t- made a pipe out of it and to put like a whole, whole branch of weed into it and light it on fire. <laughs> you remember that? I don't doubt it, but I was probably, I was probably as lit up as Snoop, man. I, don't, <laughs> I can't. I can't he went up to see these guys up in, up in the mountains. And dude comes out with this bamboo pipe, probably about four inches tall. The actual bowl part of it. Four inches tall of bamboo with just a stick stuck in the side of it for the stem. You like put like a whole branch of weed into it and lit it on fire. And you're going, oh, look at that shit. There's just smoke <laughs> billowing out of it, you know. And they're passing it around. And then Snoop, they were out walking in the mountains after they got good and high. And there was like a grapefruit tree. You know, that tall motherfucker reached up there and just pulled the whole limb down with picking them off and was unpeeling. I love grapefruit. My mom used to eat this for breakfast every day, you know. And some girl walked by and she goes, you look like Snoop. He goes, I do. She's like, yep. He goes, how about that? And just kept <laughs> eating this damn high as a motherfucker. How about that? Eating a damn grapefruit. You know, when you said the grapefruit, man, it, it triggered my memory. <laughs> they brought it back? That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> oh, on the Joe Rogan subreddit, someone posted this picture. And it said, California's a shithole. And they say... Mississippi, highest poverty rate in the U.S. West Virginia, least educated state. Louisiana, highest murder rate in the U.S. Alabama, highest childhood poverty rate. So Joe always talks about how California's a shithole now. California's a shithole. These people get get their panties in the biggest bunch about California being called a shithole. And they go, oh, what about the South? (laughs) There are shitholes in every state across this country. You've traveled a good bit. Yeah. Just traveled a good bit. There are good places and bad places all over this country in every fucking state. I don't care which one you go to. But the whole comment section, how could anyone live down there? It's horrible. That's crazy. I mean, and you know, just to back it up just a hair, it just seems like everything, they're just trying to twist Joe Rogan into something negative. You know, as as much as possible in a lot of different directions. I was actually listening to uh, a uh, an interview this morning about uh, these two news anchors. They were talking about how some of the Joe Rogan controversy and stuff like that. And one of the guys said, "You know, if anything, it's increased his listenership 
you know, because a lot of people that had never even heard of him or never listened to him, just like me, is what the guy said. He said, just like me, I'd never listened to one of his podcasts, but I did just because I wanted to hear what, you know, everything. And the guy sounds pretty good. He's asking good questions. I mean, this is, mm-hmm. a, you know, one of those stations that you would think that would be cracking him back, you know. Yeah, that's the interview where that, the other guy that was on that, talking to him, said he's he's untouchable now. He's unstoppable. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he, I th- I think him going to Spotify is what caused all this problem. Because before he was, he was independent. He was just him, him and his show. Yeah. You know, they could have taken him off of YouTube and everything just like that. They, they, they did. They, they, they deleted a bunch of his videos at different times with controversial figures. He'd have anybody on. He didn't give a shit. He, he would have very contro- controversial people like um, Jordan Peterson is not liked by a lot of leftists. Um, of course, Gavin McGinnis, not liked by a lot of leftists. Um, but he also had Bernie Sanders on there. You know, he had Gary Johnson, who was the libertarian candidate. He had people from all walks of life, whether it be comedians, doctors, politicians, whoever. Mm-hmm. He would have them on. You know, a lot of those got, some of them got really weird. You know, he'd be like, hmm, I don't know about this. You know, he got people out on their bullshit too. And people would try to call him out on his bullshit. And he would come, he would come back, say what you want to about Joe Rogan, but at least he kind of knows where he stands on things and is willing. He'll defend them until the person says, well, this is where you're wrong. and gives evidence to why he's wrong. He'll, he'll rethink things. He's not some person that sticks their feet in the sand and say, I'm not moving from here. He, he is very easy to persuade if you have the facts to back it up and show him what he's seeing is wrong. Open to new ideas. Sure. I'm the same way. You know, I'm not somebody who's going to say, nope, my way's right. I've got certain things I won't bend on. Granted, you know, like things that are, that are right to us from birth, you know, the, for freedom, um, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, those things that were given to us by the creator from birth, they're in a, you can't change those rights. Those are ours. But when it comes to things like single-payer insurance or just really arbitrary things, listen to people debate things, I don't know, different religions, um, abortion, I'll listen to those debates, you know, because some of those things are a case-by-case basis. You know, it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. Joe will listen to people talk about stuff like that. And a lot of people, especially on the left, have been trying to shut him down because they can't stand anybody speaking against anything that they believe. They're probably jealous because, I mean, he's basically taken, like, the biggest market share of any listenership. I mean, they're, I mean, they're way but more people listen to him than watch some of the TV news. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah. So. He's got, what, a... 11 million active listeners or something like that. He had a whole lot more of that before he went to Spotify. They compared that to CNN has like 500,000. Yeah. Yeah, Like it's not even close. More than that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, when he was, he was live streaming the show on YouTube while he was doing it before he went to Spotify, 100 million views on some of those videos. Holy smokes. not Not counting the audio listeners also, which were 10 to 20 million per episode. 
So, so, so him leaving YouTube had had a. a well, he wasn't with YouTube. He just streamed his show on there. But he, he's not. He's not doing that now. No, because Spotify got everything. They got yeah. the audio and the video. Yeah, you have to go to Spotify to their watch or listen, which I refuse to do. I haven't listened to any of his episodes since he he left. Just being independent, um, which I don't blame him. I'm not blaming him for leaving. I mean, fifty million a year for three years. And then you can just leave if you want to. Wow. It's not like he signed a lifetime deal with Spotify or anything. But Spotify have pulled a bunch of his old episodes, deleted them. I'm sure he's got some kind of buyout clause, too. I don't know. Not sure. Would you offer him one? Shit. You got the biggest podcaster there is. I don't know. Yeah. I don't he, know how that works. He, I think it was like 30 something episodes that got pulled from Spotify. That were with more controversial figures. You know, once you go corporate, they're going to do shit like that because hmm. they've got shareholders they have to look after. I didn't really think about all that. Yeah, I mean, Spotify is a it's on the stock market, you know, and now they have, they have people to answer to. So why not just edit the fuck out of people? Which I don't like. I don't like any kind of censorship. There's things I won't say on this show just because I don't want to upset people that I love that have different different opinions. You know, when when there's somebody that I'm friends with or somebody I'm family with and we have a difference of opinion, I try not to bring it up because that just, that just sows discourse. And I'm not about that. Mm-hmm. I want to be, be with people I love, you know, and be happy when I'm with them. Everybody be cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I know there's, there's things there's things that even like me and Tink might disagree with on, you know, philosophically. Don't bring them up that often. Right. You know, we got in a discussion one night, and she started advocating for. Gen- <laughs> she started advocating for eugenics, <laughs> and I'm like, "Hold the fuck up!" I said, "Did you just make a claim that eugenics works?" She's like, "I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that that, that I'm like, wait a minute, you're you're talking about eugenics. You're talking about wiping out people because they're not mentally there. Hang on a second. I don't remember what the whole conversation went down to, but I called her out on it. She's like, well, "No, that's not what I was saying." I'm like, "That's exactly what you were saying." That's what I was hearing. Uh, Prince Andrew, did you hear about that? Settled, uh, settled out of court. Very little bit of it, yeah. man. What was the deal? No, so he he admitted. No, 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 no. A settlement does not does not mean guilt, even no, no. though we know he did it. But I man, he was he was he was saying that Epstein was trafficking. Didn't he say that? Didn't that was part of what he? What came he claims here? It says uh, the Duke of York faced a public. Hit. Uh, faced a public hearing this autumn over allegations sexually abused the American woman three times when she was just 17. And while she was the victim of trafficking ring orchestrated by billionaire pedophile Jeffrey Epstein and his girlfriend, Jelaine Maxwell, the Duke was always strenuously denied that has always strenuously denied the accusations under civil law, agreeing to a settle agreeing to settle a case does not amount to an admission of guilt. Uh, went on to say her name was Virginia Guffrey, I believe. Um, the settlement will be uh, undisclosed. So NDAs are involved, I'm sure. And uh, the money is going to SOAR, I believe, which is a um, sexual assault advocacy charity. So she's not getting anything out of it. She wanted the money going to that charity. Really? Yep. And with working for the settlement, she's like, I don't want it. I want it to go to this charity. 
Wow, that's that's unusual. You know, the queen already stripped him of all his military titles. Yes, a couple months ago. Yeah. So, fuck Prince Andrew. Hope you burn in hell. Fuck all the royals. Yep. Fuck all of them. They're German. They're not even English. So, yeah. So good. Good for her. I'm glad that finally got settled. You know. Um. I hope she keeps holding them to the fucking fire because they deserve it. Every fucking one of them. Um. What else did I have in my notes here? We didn't get to last night before I shut everything down. I don't remember. Um, I, I watched a guy the other day, and this is something I'd like to get. You've you've had this in your life, uh, Harpoon. I'm sure Judd has too, because you've kind of been one to me and Judd both. Did a whole thing about finding a mentor, find somebody that can teach you something, whether it be. How to be a better person, a skill, which I think is something that we're missing a lot of now. There's not a lot of guys doing, um, not, not a lot of guys not doing apprenticeships, which that was a big thing for a long time, for centuries. You know, kids didn't go to school. You know, you found kind of what your niche was. And you're like, hey, your dad would, or dad or your grandpa would say, I know a guy who does really good brick brick work and you're good at brick working um why don't you go hang out with that stonemason for a while but you know hey, you're pretty good at swinging a hammer i know a guy does carpentry see if you're seeing what you put put him put him with them for two or three years and you kind of learn a trade mm-hmm. you know, pop did that from the time he was young he went to work with the guy who did carpentry and they built houses from pouring the foundation to the roofing to doing the drywall the whole deal that's how he learned I, he found a mentor that was willing to say, hey, dipshit, pay attention, you know, <laughs> see what I'm doing. I'm sure you have people like that all through your life. Yeah, I've um, <clears throat> I, I, I've really been lucky um, to recognize um, good advice when I hear it, you know, yeah. and, and people that give it. Um, my dad... You know, growing up, he was, you know, always, he's my hero, you know, growing up, whatever. Uh, he was a national sales rep, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, he would um, come home on the weekends from travel or whatever. And, you know, so he had the the personality type, you know, to where he was, he was, he could be very energetic or he could, you know, um, talk to anybody or, or, you know, I mean, he was just a, a very easy person to be around if you, if you wanted to be, you know? Um, but he would always shoot us straight, you know, like my two brothers and I, um, my mom, everybody, you know, I mean, he was, he was just a leader all the way around, um, would tell you, this is what, this is, you know, starting off with, um, this is, you know, be, you being a big brother, yeah. you know, this is what you do. This is, these are the stuff. This is what you take care of your little brothers. Yeah, you, you, take, were the, you were the oldest of three. I'm the, I'm the right. oldest. So, you know, some of my earliest memories are, um, are of him, um, eyeball to eyeball with me down, you know, him, him down on the, you know, just down on one knee and, and looking at me and just telling me, he's just saying, Hey, you know, when I leave, he was on his way out. He was on his way to be gone for a week and come back on the weekends. And, you know, when I, when I leave, 
you take care of your mom and your little brothers, you know, you make sure they're safe. You make sure that everything's going good. And, you know, and I took that to heart. I was like, yes, sir. I got it. You know? So, excuse me. Throughout my whole life, I've just had that. Hey man, I'm, you know, that's my, that's who I am. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to big brother. I'm supposed to protect and make sure that, you know, anything I know, you know, or I need, you know, the best of whatever it is I can tell you or whatever. That's my way of extending my love and protection and, and things just with people. Yeah. You know, just kind of who I am. But as I've grown, like going through college, I worked for a guy, um, who was, uh, who was a young man and, uh, he owned his own business which was a uh, a very inspirational thing to me to see that, hey, you don't have to be an old guy to, to own a business. You can be a young man. You can, you know, he was in his 30s and um, had a very successful business going, you know, and and all that. And, and he was a, uh, a very laid back guy. And I would go to him, you know, um, with whatever kind of problems I was going through or whatever. I was at college away from home. Normally I would go to my dad or, you know, and, and tell him kind of what was going on. And, and there was some things, man, I could tell my mom, but my mom was much more straight lace and, and, you know, which was great. Absolutely. You know, great. Um, my, my dad was a Marine, you know, so I could tell him anything. <laughs> he it all. And he'd, yeah, well, I mean, you know, he'd tell he'd, he'd yeah, he'd been around it, yeah. you know, or something. So, um, but anyway, so whenever I would go to see um, my buddy John is, is the guy that I was working for at the time, you know, he would invite me in to sit down on his couch or whatever. And, and um, you know, one of, the, one of the most incredible things that he ever told me was I went to him one night or one day and I said, hey, man, you know, if you got some time this afternoon, you know, I'd like to hang out with you. And he's like, well, just come on in. So I came in. He had like a couple of uh, couch type um, sitting spots, you know, in his office and stuff. He had a big office. And so I sat down, he's like, what's on your mind? And I was like, man, you know, John, I'm, I'm kind of struggling in school. My car's not really running right. My girlfriend's breaking up with me. You know, I've got this, that, and other, and all this stuff like that. And he's sitting there, man, he's looking at me, man, you know, all you're just soaking it in and everything. And he's, and, uh, and then I got through and he looked at me and he goes, is that it? And I was like, well, yeah man that's 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 it I, he go he sit back in his chair and <clears throat> he go i was like wow john I, I just really wasn't expecting that man i was i was really kind of expecting you to have some sort of you know hey man rub some dirt on it get back in the game you'll be all right and he's like man just think about it you could be going through all that with a broke leg too yeah and he goes he goes what if you had a broke leg and going through all that shit I was like, wow, man, that'd be super bad. He goes, well, you don't have a broke leg, so it really ain't that bad, huh? And I was like, wow, when you think about it like that, he goes, yeah, think about it like that. He goes, it could always be worse. Be grateful for what you got, what what problems you got. I mean, be grateful for them, work through them, you know, pray about them and all this stuff. Um, I don't know, man, am I even on the right track of You're the question good, that, that, fine. that you uh, are asking? Because I feel like, man, I'm not even taking a breath. I'm just like, Brrr. I think for most people. Not all, but most people. Our parents are kind of our first mentors. Right. I, um, yeah. I, I'm sure Benny was with you over there, Joe. <laughs> for, yep. for good or bad. Yep. <laughs> whichever whichever ended, ended up on. I can't even talk right now. It's okay. But yes, yes. Um, definitely. You know, Adam Carolla, who's a 
podcaster, radio guy, comedian. He he spoke in front of Congress a few years ago, and uh, his his parents weren't great parents. His mom was been on welfare her entire adult life, very hippy dippy, psychedelic, whatever. His dad just just kind of was. He was a very educated man, but just didn't give a shit about football and things like that, like most boys do, you know. And uh, he said, you know, I had people in my life who weren't my parents who um, gave me gravity. He said, because if I'd have followed my parents, I'd have been floating around somewhere not knowing where I was supposed to go. He said, but I had teachers, I had coaches in my life who gave me gravity to hold me down to earth and stay grounded, you know? And I think uh, people say, oh, my parents were so mean to me. My parents did this. Your parents gave you gravity. Your parents, even though it was, it looked bad at the time or it didn't, it wasn't what you wanted to do. Not saying all parents, but most parents have got, they're doing the best they can with what they got. That's just, the truth. And those things that they do to you give you some gravity. They keep you from floating off somewhere else where you probably shouldn't be at. But as we get older, we have uh, teachers who become more influential. We have bosses who become more influential. Kev, one of the first bosses I ever had, I've never had a boss who, when you mess something up, let's fix it. You know, didn't, didn't get, wouldn't like the end of the world. You know, he wouldn't a helicopter. He didn't go around slinging his arms in the air. We can fix this. I told you here before, but time I went to cut the pizza one of the first nights I worked for him and cut it crooked. Didn't have it centered. I said, Kev, I've done, I got it. Cut it in squares. I said, you can do that? I didn't know, I didn't know squares was an option. He said, you can cut it however you want, man. He said, they're going to look at that pizza for 30 seconds. But they're going to remember how it tastes for a long time. So let's make it look as pretty as possible. But the important thing is get it done right. You know, you can't really fix burnt pizza too well, but you can, you can fix toppings up to make things. Okay. Kev was one of my first mentors when it, when it came to having a boss in my life, because he was my first one. Yeah. You both of you guys, man, are really have a lot of that, that calm, think it through type. You know, I mean, I, y'all, I, I try to have it. You know, I, I really try to calm down enough, you know, but man, I just sometimes, man, I'm just, you know, I, I can't, I can't slow down. I can't anchor sometimes, but yeah. you guys, man, y'all are, y'all, I like, I think that's one of the reasons, man, why I like when shit's going, like when it gets bonkers in the kitchen, I like having people around me that are slower than me a little, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not slower, but I mean, that y'all think in a, a pragmatic calmer, way. Yeah, calmer way, you know, which is which I feel like sometimes, man, I'm just I'm just going so fast that I I can't slow down enough to. Anyway, man, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, you're fine, but it's, it's the truth. But, but Kev has got that calming influence, yeah, very calming. You know, you said to her before, if Kev goes, now what? You know, shit's about to get steep. Yeah. Him saying, now what means fists are about to be thrown. <laughs> that's, that's about as upset as he gets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With me, now when I. I, I'm, I'm, it takes a lot for me to get worked up, but once I get there, my face is red, my neck's red, bald fist. We're about to work something out, you know. But 
even when Kev gets mad, he don't he don't get loud. Mm. Wow. <laughs> he just lets his fist do the walking. That's why. <laughs> Kev will kind of grit his teeth a little bit, you know. He'll kind of talk through his teeth a little bit. Ooh, you just know. It's like, oh, shit. It's kind of like mom back in the day. You know, Pop, like I said, Pop's Marine. He's going to tell you once. Mom, Southern, Southern Belle, Southern Lady, you know, she'd tell you two or three times, and that was it. You know, she'd give you a little bit of, okay, man, all right, I, all right, let's get up and go do your homework. All right, let's get up. Let's go do your homework. I'm not going to tell you again. Get up and go do your homework. And, and then if she had to go, you know, get to the point, man, where she had to go get a belt or a fly swatter or whatever, man, and she started swinging, man, you just, you saw the look in her eye. You knew. And Kev's kind of got that look. You know, he started talking to his teeth. He gets his teeth grit like that. When you're just like, oh, shit, man. Somebody's going to get smacked with a belt, man. <laughs> oh, man, slow down, man. I ain't got it. Whatever it is, I didn't do it. What about you? Uh, what was what was your – I mean, I know your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And not well. I've sold them a lot of guns. But that, yeah, right. You know? <laughs> they do have quite the arsenal. Yeah. But what were they like? I mean, Benny's seemed kind of goofy to me. He suit. Super laid back. I mean, yeah. professional in how he approaches, you know, his job. Right. Um, and he's really good at what he does. He's been doing it for a he's, long time. You know, he's been he's been a superintendent for, you know, as, as long as I remember. Um, and uh, so I just kind of fell in line with that. Yeah. You know, I, I worked with him, for him, you know, around him. Basically, all my you know, later teenage into my thirties. There's the apprentice. And, you know, so, and, and his father before him, James was, you know, he was a superintendent for one of the first superintendents construction company ever had, Right. you know, the local construction company he worked for. Um, he was one of the very few first guys there. So I just kind of, it fell in line and, uh, you know, I was absolutely horrible in school. Um, (laughs) Because I by the time I was in seventh grade, I was just I, seriously on the verge of suicidal. Damn. I was ready. To, I, I was done. I, I was sick of everything. I was failing everything, and nothing made sense. You know, I couldn't make sense out of the homework. Just I I hated everything, and my brain just didn't work like it was supposed to. In that, and it still doesn't. I'm an idiot, but. Um, so it comes to English, then you're an idiot savant. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say, man. He can spell better than anybody I know. <laughs> Hell yeah. Harsher. Harsher. Uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so I grew up, you know, around construction. And, you know, I, I, I enjoyed woodwork, stuff like that. You know, that that was one of the few classes I actually passed in junior high was uh, industrial arts. Uh, that and gym. I think I failed everything else. Uh, seriously. But... Yeah, um, he he and my grandfather definitely um, were were just always there. Yeah, you know, if I had a question, I didn't, you know, I wasn't scared to ask them. I didn't ask a lot of questions because I didn't want to feel like an idiot, but um, I knew I could, and they weren't going to give me a whole bunch of flack because you know, there's there's not a stupid question. No. So yeah, I had a definitely can't complain. Um, about well, that, but when I've been around your dad. It's been like the comedy aspect. He, Every, yeah, everything's he, a joke. He, yeah, you know, he definitely um, he's an entertainer. <laughs> and I, I think a, a lot of that is um, his his own self confidence has always been low. He's always thought less of himself. Wow, you know, um, and that's where he kind of jokes to get past that awkwardness. But he, I mean, he's a he's 
very accomplished in his work. Yep. He was a very good drummer. Yeah. You know, for, yeah. he was drummed for, for a long how, time. That's where I picked it up. Yeah. I shouldn't say I don't understand why you have, why you have low self-confidence, but I, I have it sometimes too. Have a speech impediment where I stutter from time to time or get ahead of myself. And I've worked for years of trying to correct that best I can. Um, there are certain things I've learned in my adulthood that I'm, I'm pretty good at. I've gotten, I've gotten really good at. Um, I, I surprised myself the first time I got into a situation where somebody was hurt. Uh, had a, had a guy get hurt and I was the first one there to, to see about him. And I thought I'd be like running around with my hands up in the air, you know, but like all the training we had before about like CPR or, or checking to make sure somebody was, make sure somebody was okay after they'd been hurt. That came back and I was as calm as could be. And after they got the guy up and gone, I was shaking like a leaf. Like, that was like the adrenaline dump or yeah. whatever, you know. Um, but when I worked for the big box retailer, we had a guy who, an older man who had just started working there over in the produce section. He went down at their stock of bananas. He had hold of the cart and he just went down. Well, I was the first one. I saw him going down, so I ran up there. Had laid out there, and I was trying to get him to talk to me, and he kind of came around. And there was a lady there uh, who came over, and she saw him go down. And I got my phone, called 911, you know, hey, we need an ambulance. Got a guy here. And he kind of came around, and he said, I had a heart attack about two years ago. So I was able to tell them that, you know, how old are you, you know, Mr. Bob? 67, he's 67 years old, prior heart attack, you know, and they came, they were there in no time. The firehouse was right next to that store. The fire trucks came, got him, ambulance showed up, they took him off. That lady said, are you like a former EMT or something? I said, no. She goes, you remained very calm and you asked all the right questions when you went down. I said, well, I had like a week worth of training over this stuff, you know, for, for that very reason. But I always thought that if something like that did go down, I would be losing my mind. I, I surprised myself how calm I stayed when that happened. Now, this guy I was watching talking about mentors. He um, he said he thinks like the baby boomer generation kind of destroyed the idea of apprenticeships because the idea became that you went to high school, you graduated, you went to college for four years, you got your degree, and off you go to the corporate world and you work there for 40 years and until you're 65 or 60 or whatever, and you get out in your own retirement and you're sipping cocktails on the golf course until you die. And that was kind of, that's kind of been the same thing. Everybody has kind of planned their life around since the late fifties, you know, high school, college, marriage, work, retire. And that's why now we have such a, just a total drought of skilled labor. You know how hard it is to get a plumber nowadays? We have one for the seven counties around us. I can think of one guy. And it's, 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 it's you're exactly right though, man. Having, having a skill, a hands-on skill, you know, like that is, is by far more, uh, you make way more money 
doing having that doing that than one of the, a lot of the corporate jobs. Sure. I mean, you got to be a really high up individual in a in a bigger company to make some of the money, man. That that the guys putting in heating and air or doing electricity or plumbing or framing houses or roofers or I mean, somebody with skills, you know, that has companies like that, man. I mean, they're gonna bank. If if you're an independent, if listen, this is this week's tip for sure. I don't know how many young listeners we have, but if you're in high school, listen right now. If you're in college, get ready to drop out. Here comes the truth. Go find somebody who's smarter than you that knows a trade or go to a trade school. There are, there are, there are more trade schools in this country than there are universities. I would almost bet it. Every small town has got some kind of trade school or some kind of uh, continued education or something. Somebody's got to build those schools. <laughs> so I went to a trade school, went to a two-year school. It cost me, I'm going to guess probably right or less than $5,000 for three semesters. And that included all my books, all my classes, everything. Mm-hmm. My first year out of school, I made it was 60 grand my first year. Now, granted, I owned a business, so I had a lot of costs that went along with that and everything else. But still, yeah. if when you get out of college, you're going to be making, what, 50000 average at a corporate job. And if those corporate jobs are in big cities, fifty grand is 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 nothing in a big city. Yeah. I think, like, I, I think if I If you get the job. If, yeah, yeah, if you do. If you're not an intern. Like, average apartment rent was like 1400 bucks mm-hmm. across the U.S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, now that would be a, I mean, that would be like a big, nice something around here. That's a house around here. Yeah. I mean, something yeah. really nice. Um, but I, you know, like in a, in any sort of a bigger city, that's just kind of a, you know, one bedroom, two bedroom, something, you well, know. Well, I talked to, talked to Matt. Did you listen to the episode I had Matt, just me and Matt a couple of weeks ago? I didn't listen to it yet. Okay. He, he's one of the chef, the restaurant up, up in, in St. Charles and, we were talking about the, how much prices have went up on everything. He said, yeah. He said, my lease was coming up. He'd been renting a house for a while. He said, my lease was coming up. He said, I got this house, and I don't need a house. Jesus, he's single. It's him and his cat, you know. He said, I'm think, I was thinking about maybe downsizing. Went looking around St. Charles, St. Peter's, that area there. Like a one-bedroom was $1,200. He's like, that's more than what I paid to rent this house I have. It's just ridiculous. That is crazy. Now, look, we have all these people graduating college now, and they are up to their tits in debt. $100,000, $250,000, $500,000 in debt. Can't get a job because they've been taught their entire life. You go to high school, get good grades, you go to college, you get out of college, you get a job, and you work till you're 65, and then you retire. They've been told this shit. Everybody's been told this shit. Everybody in high school was told this shit. So everybody in high school went and did it. Well, there's not enough jobs for all these assholes from high school to get jobs because they graduated with their degree. You know, Nancy's got a degree. Yep. How many times has she done psychology? Never. She picked my brain a couple times. Pissed my pants. Well, she keeps me on my toes. Too, so <laughs> it's a full time job, but she ain't getting paid. <laughs> so I mean, that's we we we've been. That was the American the American dream we were sold. You know. Go to college and you get your degree and you go to work. They know work. 
all those jobs have went elsewhere. But if you've got a skill, if you can go learn plumbing, you're going to make so much money. So much. But look, the work's going to be dirty. You're not going to be able to sit in an office with a shirt and tie on, stuff like that. You're going to be under houses. You're going to be digging holes in yards. You're going to be pulling literal shit out of pipes. But you can name your price. Because ain't nobody wants their toilet stopped. That's the absolute nobody truth. Want, everybody wants hot water. Everybody, you know, I mean, the comforts of indoor plumbing right now, you know, has got everybody at the whim of, well, okay, so it's how much an hour? It's how much to come out? It's so, you know, 150 bucks just to come to the house, regardless of whatever. And then it's like, you know, 100 bucks an hour. What are they going to say, no? That's what I'm saying, yeah. I mean, you, you're just going, damn, man. How quick can you do it? And he's like, well, I don't know, man. I will figure it out. <laughs> And when I say skills, I'm not talking about just like manual skills. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure, plumbers make a shit ton of money, a literal shit ton. They uh, you like that. See, yeah. I got a pun in tonight. How about you that? You did. I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. The pun horns. Um, Still recording, right? <laughs> fuck <Okay>. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, HVAC guys who do HVAC. Yeah. Everybody wants to be cold during the summer, and they want to be warm during the winter. That's a man. That's a really that's a gold mine. Lucrative, and you can learn how to. A lot of times, you can learn how to do that, even at a vocational technology school in high school. You can take Votech. You can get a leg up welding. Oh my god, guys who weld, and there's a shortage of welders now. Yeah. Shit, be a truck driver. Yeah, go go look at the classified ads. Go go on Indeed. It's nothing but CDLA need, needed, CD class, CDL class A needed. It, listen, you're gonna be you're gonna be driving a lot when you first start out. You're gonna start off doing over the road driving, nature of the beast. But you get about five years of that behind you. You don't like it. After five years of experience, you can get your local route. You can find a job hauling gravel, or you can be home every night if it's what you want to do. Great. If not, stay on the road. There's a place over here next to us. They're paying 59 cents a mile now for over-the-road truck drivers. Wow. That sounds like a lot. You can make some money. And if you if you want to do union work, go get go get your go get your tech degree. Join the, the pipe fitters union, join the carpentry union, join the plumbers union. Go wherever you want to, if that's what you want to do. If you want to open your own shop, go for it. There is money to be made laying out everywhere. And there are a ton of there are a ton of foundations who are giving money to people to go take trade work school. Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs, he got the Mike Rowe Works Foundation. He was still holding money last year because he couldn't get anybody to take it. He couldn't give money away to kids to go to go to tech school. Too busy playing daggum video games. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break right quick. Jake, tell me about that honey. Tell me about that um, those honey sticks. You, you were starting to tell me about them. Um, is it is it a uh, local or is that something that you just no? Oh, it's uh, just something shipped in. It's it's shipped in. Um, I don't know where they source the you know the the honey or anything, but mm-hmm. um, do you like them? you know? I I do. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of honey, but uh, they are. Uh, you know, they're good for what they are for sure. It's uh, first time I've ever seen. Yeah, just a uh, ten milligram full spectrum CBD 
basically in a straw <laughs> what are those little things i mean that you sell them by the box or by the dozen, I, I just or? sell them by the stick they um i i was getting them in the five packs because it wasn't a huge seller and then like just over the last couple of weeks i've had more like honestly probably sold more cbd products um in the last three weeks than i have in the last year um so i don't know if it's finally you know people are finally catching up in our part of the world or you know because we're always three years behind everybody else but um yeah it's uh it's starting to they're start it's starting to move a little bit better for us so, so i mean you're selling them by the each or by the box or I, can, I can sell them however many you want you know I, they 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 come um the how i bought them this time i just bought a hundred pack yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's in a it's in a, just a, a jar. Uh-huh. Um, usually, I was got I was buying them by the single five packs, uh-huh. and a five pack will run you about fifteen dollars. Uh, they're you know three bucks a piece, <coughs> five for fifteen. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can buy as many as you want. Yeah. It just depends on how you want to use it. I got you. So you know, some people mix it in with drinks, some people on food, um, and some people just put, take it right out of the straw. Do you, are you a honey fan? Oh fuck yeah. Yeah, I was telling Jake. I said, "Man, I've probably got like ten different types of honey at my house. I mean, I've got, and I've probably, I've probably got at least, at least a gallon of honey probably at work. Because I mean, and and hot sauce. So it's basically honey and hot sauce or my mustard and mustard. Well, yeah, (laughs) yeah, and mustard. Those are my three go tos, man. So I have a sweet and a spicy, you know." And, but I don't use a lot of salt and pepper or I don't really look, I don't, I try not to eat a whole lot of like sugar, sugar, you know, stuff like that. But, um, so I do most of my sweet stuff, you know, with, with honey. I like, uh, like hot toast. As soon as it comes out out of the toaster, put a little honey on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll fuck with that all day long. Love I put that honey. I put that shit on my breakfast, man. It looks like, it looks like <laughs> syrup on a pancake, man. It's like <laughs> I think Addison was trying to get a guy to do um to get like his his C B D done through honey. He met like an apiarist, talked to him and stuff. I'm like, yeah, we'll get something more to him. Never heard a fucking word from the guy. Not a peep. Really? That's uh they do that in the Middle East. With their marijuana plants, they plant it close to uh, beehives for the pollination. And plus, they use the honey. The pollen was brought from the marijuana. They'll use the honey to make, like, ambrosia. Wow. Yeah, how about that? That's very smart. <laughs> yeah, people think, people in the Middle East, oh, they don't, you know, they're all Muslim. They don't, they don't fuck with marijuana. <laughs> the fuck they do. <laughs> they make hash like a motherfucker. What's been going on, man? Hmm? What's been going on? Oh, you look scared when I said that. <laughs> what, you talking to me? Uh, I went to go see Jackass the movie. Oh yeah, I, I, was thinking, I was telling you guys about that. And uh, my Mike and I went, and we—I'm telling you—for for about three or four days after that, we just kept telling you know just randomly like, man, you remember that time in the movie, man, when that guy did this or when that guy this happened to that, you know, whatever. It's one of those movies that if you like that kind of humor, if you like that super somebody getting hurt type shit, and then you think that's funny, uh, this is a good movie. It's really, I, I like, I watch the ridiculousness show and, 
and that and um i don't know it it it, I, I, lo- I loved it, man. That was a great time. That was a really, really good time. Yeah, I got to go see it, man. I, I think I saw – I didn't see the third one in theaters. I don't know why I didn't. I think I just got tired of going to the. I hate going to theaters now. I used it, to love going. I hate it. One of the local theaters we have now, man, have the recliner yeah. chairs. See, that makes all the difference to me. That's a – that just – I mean, you kick that thing back, and, it, you know, they're big and kind of roomy. I like the reserved seating. And you're kind of spaced you, you out. you buy your seat. Yes, yeah, I like that a that, lot. It's the first time I've ever done that was with this with this program. It makes I, I love that you know I don't have to worry about being there when the gates open to, to get a good seat. Hey, I've got my, my seat reserved. Yeah, you know, that is cool. somebody sitting there they can go kick rocks. Right, you know. Um, last time I went to the theater, I think I talked about it on here before. Uh, Mom wanted to go see the the Mister Rogers movie with Tom Hanks, so we made a day. I think we get my license renewed anyway. Made a day out of it and got over there. Ten minutes to the end. Look over there and she's back in that recliner. Oh, no. I shut. I shake her. Mm-hmm. Like, it's over. Let's what happened? He died. Come on. He died. <laughs> <laughs> then she's like, I wouldn't asleep. I wouldn't. Anyone here, anyone here who knows my mom, and she says she wasn't asleep there, Mister Rogers. It's bullshit. She was. I know she listens to this. Mom, you were asleep. The three rows in front of us thought you were asleep too. <laughs> no. Well, kidding. the best part was we we went during the day, which is when I'm going to go watch a movie. I hate fighting where the theaters are at in our local city. Mm-hmm. It's in the middle of all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I hate fighting traffic going over there on a Friday or Saturday night. We like to go Sunday mornings. Everybody's in church, and the screaming kids going on. We got the the run of the whole theater to ourselves. Only time it didn't work, we went to watch Deadpool when that came out, yeah, the first okay. one. And we're like, well, we'll go to our Sunday morning. Our usual Sunday. 10.30, so the place was fucking packed at 10.30 on Sunday morning. Wow. Like, oh, all the other heathens are here, too. How about that? So we had our own little church there. Did y'all ever go um, after work uh, with Mr. Mike? No, but I heard all the stories, though. That dude. Tell him. Go ahead. He was just well. The the overall man. I mean, we went to probably I don't know, twenty movies together. I mean, overall, I mean, we he loved to go to the movies. This guy, Mr. Mike, he used to work for me uh, for several years. Super sweet guy. This is not Mike. Mike, your brother. This not is Mike, Mike. Mike. This is another. Yeah, this is Mr. Mike. And um, older gentleman um, had lots of health issues, but super sweet guy. And he was an absolute comic book. Uh, slash superhero type movie guy. I mean, he, I mean, all the Marvel stuff. All the, yeah, yeah, man. And up to speed, man, tell you when the next movies were and when they were coming out and what superhero was teaming up with what one and the next one and all this stuff. So he had, and that was his lifetime. He had a lifetime interest in it, man. He used to collect comic books and all that stuff like that. So from time to time, I would, I would say, Hey, look, Mike, you know, uh, why not tonight after work? You know, we'll just leave here and we'll go and we'll park at Buffalo Wild Wings and we'll go in there, man, and we'll just hammer some drinks and then walk across the parking lot to the go see Spider-Man number three or whatever that was that was coming out. And he was like, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> so that's exactly what we'd do. We'd go over there and whoever was around us or whatever, we'd always invite everybody and um and we would go, and sure enough, man, we would get there. Just, I mean, just leave work and just go straight to Buffalo Wild Wings and park. 
And just so it was like nine o'clock when y'all were getting there. Getting there about nine o'clock. The movie starts at nine forty-five. So we're just you know just hammering back like three or four beers, maybe a shot, and he might have he might have eaten a, a wing or two, you know, if we had time or not. But we were definitely smashing some beers. And then we'd get over there to the movie, walk across this big parking lot, get to the movie, get in there and get sat down. And of course, man, I was up peeing like the whole movie, you know, after doing all that. Uh, but literally, man, close to about halfway during the movie, he was out. I'm talking about asleep. <laughs> There'd be so many times, man, where I'd reach over, man, and kind of give him a nudge, you know, man. He'd kind of, oh, oh, yeah, thanks. You know, and literally about three minutes later, man, his old head <laughs> and Bob back down. I was like, man, Mike. I was like, come on, man. You've been waiting. You've been talking about seeing, you know, Spider-Man 3 for damn two months, man. Come on now. Yeah, man. Shit, I had a couple of beers. And, of course, man, he was always going to smoke a fatty, man. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And and so he was, like, super wiped out whenever he just got in there and got sat down and got comfortable, man, because that was his normal routine when he'd go home. At night after work, he'd smoke and, and you know, might have a beer or two and sit down on his couch or his recliner or whatever, man. And 30 minutes later, he was out. So that was just his normal routine. I would always get over, man. Come on, man. Watch it. Watch it. I never fell asleep during a movie. I've never done it. I don't think I have either. I've walked out on like two movies or something like that. I walked out on one. Yeah. Man. I never walked out of a movie. I went to watch the new, it was the new remake of House of Wax. I was not aware Paris Hilton was in this movie. And 30 minutes into it, I'm like, this is this is bad. I'm leaving. Bye. I just got up and walked out. It was horrible. It was a shit movie. Horrible. I can't remember which ones they were, man, that I walked out on. It was some kind of... I was so amped to see it. I was like, man, I can't wait to go see it. And I got in there, man. It was a total cheese fest. Or it was just like, what? This is just absolutely... It, just, it, it made me use too much of my imagination to follow along with their their story that I thought was going to be a plain, funny, whatever or something. I can't remember what they were, man. So was, hey, you're, you're a big screwed. horror fan. Did you see that Netflix is doing a remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Mm-mm. Yeah. And it comes out like this week, I think. Really? Yeah. And from what I've been told, this could all be hot. They said it's pretty, it's pretty on the nose with it. Really? Yeah. They didn't, mm. they didn't try to neuter the story at all. Good. Yeah. The bloodier, the better. You're not a big horror guy, are you? No, zero. What's the problem? <clears throat> you know, our buddy James, man, he used to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm saying. Yeah. He's like, man, that little vein on your forehead <laughs> gets to pop it out, man, when you get all serious, man. Oh, yeah, you got a weak stomach, too, don't you? Yeah, man, yeah, I can't yeah, do gore, you know. But yeah, when I get scared, man, I get I get serious, man, and I just I don't know. It's not enjoyable to me if I'm scared. I don't I don't enjoy being scared. I know a lot of people are like, "Well, damn, I can't wait to go get spooked," but not me, man. I'm like, Phew. I love scaring people. Makes me so happy. Now, scaring people, yeah. If I'm if I'm, if I'm the one doing it, <laughs> I want to be the one doing it. I don't want to have it done to me. Hell no, man. I ain't down with that. Oh man, I I oh, I've scared my mother so many times. Because <laughs> when we grew up. We watched all. We watched like the Howling and all the Friday the Thirteenths in order. You know, we watched all that stuff. As I got older and got bigger, um, you know, and, and my mother's deaf in one ear, so she can't really hear me sneaking up on her. You know, and one night we went, we'd went and done something when I was like a, uh, I was probably a junior or senior in high school. Cause I was already already moved to the other end of the house, so I was on. One, I lived on one end of the house. 
heard my brother on the other far end of the house. We had a, we had a long hallway that went like from the, the kitchen and living room back to their bedrooms. And I she wanted him to go to, go to sleep, go to bed or something. And he wouldn't do what she wanted him to do. And she was like in the hallway. It was, the whole house was black. It was blacked out. Just like their bedroom lights were on. Well, I got to go to the kitchen and heard her in there. Like I said, get in the bed. It's 1030. Get in the bed now. And I went down the hallway and went, Rawr! and she screamed. <laughs> I mean, just it's a horrible scream. Well, I went back. I kind of laughed back in my bedroom. Shut up. Nope. Got in the bed. Turned the TV off. Went to sleep. Next morning, she was like, do you stay in the hallway waiting to scare me again? <laughs> and I was like, what? She's like, I got in the bed and I was so mad that you scared me. And she said, I, would, I, I said, I'm going to go scare him. And she said, I got up and I'm like, no, he's in the hallway waiting for me. <laughs> and she would run get back in her bed. And then she tried to get, she tried to get the courage up to come down the hallway to skip that hallway was, had to be like, I don't know, 15 yards long. It's, it's, a, it's a long hallway. And she said, I looked in that hallway and it was just pure black back there. And I went, she said, I'd run back and get in the bed. I was like, I went to sleep 15 minutes later. <laughs> that made her mad. She's like, I could have done it. Oh, you would have known. <laughs> yeah, I, I love scaring people. I do it to Tink all the time. Do you? Yeah, because she's got a thing. <laughs> Women are so weak. <laughs> <laughs> if she gets watered on her face, she can't open her eyes. You know, as a man, when I finish like washing my face or washing my hair and get done, I just give it a good wipe. I kinda, she has to reach out of the shower and get a towel and wipe her face off before she could open her eyes in the shower again. So what I like to do is, I wait till she gets in the shower, okay? And she goes to wash her hair so there's water on her face, you know? And then she'll wash her face, and I'll stand next to the shower. And I'll stand there, and that hand will come out of the shower. And by the time she grabs the towel, I'll lick her arm. <laughs> she screams, throws the shower curtain back. <laughs> shit. I do that shit all the time. And I, or I'll get her towel and move it. And so she's hanging hands out there flopping around trying to find a towel that ain't there. And she'll hang out. Bring my towel back. Always. Love it. Oh, that's great, man. Do you, do, you, do you ever scare Nancy? No, she gets me. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> What's she do, man? She'll be like, hey, can can you uh, take the garbage out? I'll go in there and be fumbling around with a garbage can. Get to get all tied up and she'll... Ah! She'll <laughs> grab my waist. Behind you. She, every time. It, like, she gets me every time. She's never failed. <laughs> I, <laughs> Floyd just don't seem like a prankster, man. She can get oh, you. Oh, shit. She, she'll get you. Some quiet ones that always get you. Yeah. Well, wow. so, the, <laughs> one night... She kid, she went to the kitchen, poured a bowl of whatever, came walking back into the uh, living room with it, and um, had it covered so I couldn't see what was in the bowl. So I wasn't thinking anything. I was watching TV. And she was like, you want some of these? I was like, what? She said, these nuts. And it was a bowl of nuts. It was a bowl of mixed nuts. I was like, you got me with a deep, you got me with a deep Nan- nuts. Nancy nuts. said that. Yeah, yeah. What? And I died. 
Like, I've never laughed that hard in my life. And she was like, <laughs> gotcha. Like, you mother. Anyway. Damn. But, yeah, I, that's why we're still together. I like. <laughs> I, I, I love that nuts. shit. Yeah. <laughs> we're still together yeah. because of these but nuts. Yeah, she just she she went and poured a bowl of mixed nuts and walked through the living room and said, hey, you want some of these? And I didn't think anything about it because I didn't know what was in the bowl. I was like, what are they? Like these nuts. That's great. Like, <laughs> Got him. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> I do. I love it. So, well, I guess we're going to wrap it up tonight. We've done better than we did last night. We actually recorded it this time. That's pretty handy. It seems like, man, it was All something right. I was going to ask you today, man. Damn, I can't think now. I knew it was going to come down to last. I should have just wrote it down. Here we go. Something. It's floating out into the ether. Better catch it. So, man, uh, I hadn't really seen you give me an update or post an update on your uh, your weight loss. I'm still losing. I mean, it's, you know, ticking down slowly. So, still drinking my water. I noticed you was drinking right. water. Oh, right? yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to get back on my fasting. I hadn't done it in about a week. Mm. So, I think I'm going to probably start that again probably tomorrow. Do it two or three days, fast 24 hours. Did, did I tell you that I did some fasting? Mm-hmm. Tell me last time you were on here. Yeah, man. It was just two a, of us. That was, uh, that was a really weird experience, man, for me. But See, you said you had, like, you okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Turn the microphone down. You said you had, like, some lightheadedness toward the end of it. Um, yeah, it was I, really. I hadn't experienced any of that. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I, just, I don't know what it was, but I, uh, I like the. I like the way it cleaned, it, you know, the the whole clean out process mm-hmm. of of all that, you know, the way it, the way it works, and you know, I mean, I do sober in October. I'm a, I'm all about the clean out, and you know, just doing things periodically like that. So yeah, man, I'm I'm just encouraging you again, you know, just to you know keep up the good work and try, man. I I've had like some serious bloat the last couple of days. Yeah, I don't know what what triggered it, but I'm, I'm feeling that bloat in my gut again. And I'm thinking that if I fast for for two or three days, it'll help out. It, it'll clean out. Uh, there's something that I'm eating. What I think it was, the other night I had some ice cream. I treated myself. Since I had that, I've felt super bloated. And I'm wondering if dairy is causing that. It could. Is that, have you been eating any other any other dairy? Or Not really. Drinking milk or any of that kind of stuff? No. I had some milk like maybe Friday morning, maybe. But I had, had the ice cream... Uh, Friday night, and I—that's when I've really felt it. Like Saturday, Sunday, today, or yesterday, I felt super bloated. Now I'm—I'm—I I'm, can almost guarantee it's probably the dairy. I'm gonna have to cut back on my dairy intake. Wow! So, are you still working out at the at the shop, Jiggy? Yeah, every once in a while, did some today, just to kind of get back into the you know after after not having the dog up there with me. Uh, making sure she was all right. Um, I've kind of got back into a try a semi-routine of just, you know, downtime. Mm-hmm. Do a couple of curls here and there, some overhead stuff, and trying to get back in into the rhythm of it. But, yeah, still still every once in a while for the time being. I saw a, one of these prescription services. They're offering um, uh, testosterone replacement now. Over the internet, just, just put your email address down and talk and to somebody. I don't, I don't know if you have to go and um, get blood work done or anything. Yeah, you can get TRT 
through the mail now. Is that just an injectable there? So wow, you'd have to have some sort of something you would think. You would you would think, you know. I'm sure it comes with instructions of how to get there. That's my biggest hold up is think about having to go in and inject myself. Now, one of the clinics here nearby, I found out it does it. And you go there once a week to get in. They do the injection there. I think your first visit, well, they do a, a free 30-minute consultation just to see if you're eligible. Now, I think your first actual visit where they do blood work and everything is like a two-hour deal. And then after that, um, you go in there once a week to get your injection. It's, it's a walk-in, get it, and walk out, like a three-minute deal, three-minute turnaround. You and could so, probably get your girl to do that for you, man. She'd give you a shot, couldn't she? No. No? No. Or she, she don't Talk like about Tink? Yeah. She no. Don't, she don't like needles? No, I'm not, I'm not giving her that option. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, damn, man, she could probably give you a no, I'm, pop in the I'm, 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 I'm leaving it to the professionals. I was thinking, couldn't they do it kind of like a like an EpiPen type deal? It may be too expensive for them to do it that way. Like it's from like sending yeah, it home and everything. Sense, yeah. The the technology of the self injecting yeah. needle. They might not yeah. want to do it that way because everybody's sure. doses are going to be different. Yeah, that's right. It's going to be based on your T level. It'd so. probably be uh, it'd probably be like a pretty small. I mean, um, I mean, if, since it's a weekly dose, I mean, it'd probably be a pretty small. You would think shot. Yeah, you would think. I mean, you would think. Man, you'd be getting some big ass syringe full of something, man. At once now, a week, it's like a uh, diabetes syringe. It's that size. I mean, it's not big. Yeah. You know, but it's going to depend on how your levels are. Plus, they're going to, to do. I'm, so, my thing is, they've got to do follow up blood work to see how your levels are after you've been on it for like two or three weeks. They got to. Yeah, you'd think. So, I don't know how they're doing it through the mail. I just happened to, I saw a, an ad the other day. I'm like, oh. <laughs> walk in looking like Cousin It after your first dose. You're like, <laughs> I think we went a little strong. Hair coming out everywhere. <laughs> We're going to have to bring it down. <laughs> you got that caveman forehead. What happened? I don't know. You shot me up. <laughs> All right. Anything else tonight, guys? All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Hango Show. Be sure to go by tripodbroadcasting.com to check out all the shows in the network. Also, go by check out our sponsors like ebles.com, E-A-B-L-E-S, where you can save 15% on some premium CBD with the promo code Hango. Also, check out mydelta8.com. At the Hango Show on all social networks. Harpoon Jut, love you guys. I love all you out there for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.